Hello, thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. I'm Jo Earp. My guest for the first episode of the Research Files for 2018 is Associate Professor Linda Hobbs, lead author of the report Girls' Future, Our Future. The Australian study was developed for the Invergari Foundation by researchers from Deakin University and the University of Melbourne and looks at the decline in the participation rates of girls in science, technology, engineering and mathematics subjects and girls' engagement in STEM at school. I started by asking Dr Hobbs about the difference in participation rates for male and female students. Uh, well, the, the, there's studies showing at the moment that um, there's certainly still a, a differentiation between the amount of girls and boys doing um, the, the senior STEM subjects. That's including the maths, the, the suite of math subjects, the science subjects, um, but also in the um, IT subjects. In particular, the Engineers Australia put out a report that showed that um, yeah, advanced and intermediate maths um, subjects um, had greater uh, percentage of, of males, so 11.5% uh, uh, compared to 6.2 in advanced maths, mm-hmm. um, and intermediate maths you had 284 for males and 20.6 for females. In the sciences, um, the biology representation is relatively similar, mm-hmm. uh, but you, you particularly find the discrepancy in the physics, uh, where you've got 21% males and 5.9% of females. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a, a big difference, and, and that's been quite a traditional um, a difference between male and female participation in physics. Um, what, what that means is that um, out of the whole cohort of Year 12 students undertaking um, Year 12 at the time, um, in terms of physics, for example, um, around 27% of students are choosing physics and 20, 21% are male and 5.9% are female. Mm-hmm. So that's why the stats to add up to 100 for That's this. correct. Um, chemistry is a lot closer. 90.2% and 165 for females. So, um, yeah, there the, the has, has always been um, and continues to be um, a preference for girls to go more towards the biology side of things and into chemistry. Um, and, and there's certainly, that's still a male-dominated area in the physics mm-hmm. um, at, at Year 12. And so we're talking about uh, female participation in STEM subjects and STEM-related careers. Why is this an important issue? Um, I mean, to put it bluntly, really, why should we be concerned about those stats that you discussed a moment ago? Yes, th- this issue of uh, the underrepresentation of women in STEM, it, it, it has a number of bases. First is um, it's about representation. Mm-hmm. So it's about recognising um, that you have equal number of women and men in the population and to uh, not have equal representation of women in this particular area means that um, their ideas, their what women can bring is not being represented within that space. And particularly with this innovation culture that we have at the moment, um, the need to have new ways of thinking about things, it's actually really important to have that diversity of thinking and the different approaches that women can bring to that space. Um, The other thing is about inclusivity. Uh, The more women you have, the more likely you're going to have women join. 
if you have women already in those areas, more women are likely take them, to take them up because uh, there are more mentors, um, there are more, uh, more ways of looking at a career or a job or a, a skill set that could be amenable for a young person, mm -hmm. a young woman. The other thing is about equi how equitable it is. Um, and there is still a fair bit of bullying. There is a, still a fair bit of discrimination when it comes down to um, the workplaces. And that's been documented, uh, particularly those very male-dominated uh, dominated workplaces. And, and at a school level, um, in terms of uh, uh, females, Choosing those subjects at senior secondary level, is it a case of, you know, is the worry that they're not keeping their options open, that this is a broad sort of skill set and we should be encouraging them to go into these, yes. these, these subjects? Well, certainly it is worthwhile um, thinking about choosing subjects at, at school um, that can prepare you for not necessarily just a particular career trajectory, but preparation for life. Um, unfortunately, Year 11 and 12 has really become about what career you're doing, what university course you want to get into. But certainly leaving your options open, having um, some sort of mathematics, having some sort of science behind you, and there are a range of sciences. It does enable you to, um, to keep developing those skills that will be transferable both into a, a lot of careers, but also into life generally. Um, so being able to um, generate data, being able to work with data, draw conclusions from, um, from evidence, those are all skills that um, you can gain from doing a, a science or maths at that, at that higher level um, and that can be transferable into many different careers and in life generally. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, the research team explored the reasons actually why many girls are not pursuing STEM subjects in school and, uh, and careers once they leave school. Um, what did you find there? There are a number of reasons why girls don't choose um, the maths and science at that senior level. Mm -hmm. um, some of it it's because they've developed an idea of whether they're good at it, whether they like it, probably from very early on. That happens for a number of reasons. Um, and you often hear from people, um, well, girls just don't like STEM or, you know, a lot of girls just don't like doing maths or don't like doing science um, or some girls even. So the question is, why is it that girls do or don't prefer? That's in our culture. Actually, within other cultures, girls do, there is an equal representation of males and females mm -hmm. doing these things. So when you ask the question of why is it the girls aren't choosing, well, we have to look at the culture to see how the culture is influencing these things because it's not innate to the individual. So, for example, you can have um, curriculum fairly early on and teachers and parents talking about things in a particular way um, that might... Um, limit choices for girls and a lot of these things go under the radar you don't realize you're doing it and we call that unconscious bias so girls oh no girls don't do very well in maths or you know ah oh, i don't have to be able to do those things i'm a girl um, or as a woman there's a lot of um, parent attitudes out there that are based on old understandings of what stem is and what it can offer um, and also the role of schooling in preparing um, young people for life that um, and how 
science and maths at school can actually help prepare young people for life and it doesn't have to just be about career. The other thing is that um, girls can be disencouraged by career advisors mm -hmm. from taking on science and maths related um, careers. Perceptions of STEM, um, just not being, not understanding the various um, ideas or different careers, but also that's not a very feminine thing for a girl to do. That's a very male-oriented area. Um, th those things really um, can really impact on a young girl. Mm -hmm. um, sort of working out what's what might be something attractive for them to do. Um, also, access to opportunities. And I think this is changing a bit, actually, um, particularly with this, the latest um, opportunities that are being made through this STEM push within schools. There are a lot of STEM opportunities coming that it's, I think they're slow to pick up. So thinking about things, particularly at the school level, then, uh, what can we do to change this? Um, well, one of the things that um, I... I believe needs to be done when we say we have to be proactive in this is start thinking about how we're the the teaching approaches that we're using and, and the nature of the learning experiences that we're getting our students to participate in um, particularly um, girls tend to uh, be uh, to do well in tasks where it's a group work um, where there's teamwork um, also the notion of communication and also, there are a number of things that people often talk about in relation to females in education. One is that they like to experience success. So providing um, successful experiences will encourage them to, to, to move on. Now, that, that's the same with all students. I appreciate that. The other thing is that if, if you can find contexts that have some social element to it, that can often um, be attractive to girls as well. Um, they will often plan things out. They'll be very thoughtful in the way they do it. Whereas a boy group, for example, on the same challenge might actually just go ahead and make the thing and then think about it later. Um, now, they're, they're gross generalisations, of course, mm -hmm. but that can arise um, and that can often happen. Um, and so I, I think having the blended groups is really quite valuable. So that you've got males and females. That idea of having the diversity of thinking and diversity of approaches um, is, is really important. Some of the other things that teachers can do is uh, it's embedding within the learning experience of strong mentors, strong female mentors. Uh, part of the, the issue with girls and thinking about why girls may not want to go into STEM areas is that when they are presented with mentors or role models that are unattractive to them, they're not going to think about that as a possible career for themselves. Um, and therefore they choose not to do it. So yes, it's about choice, but it's about how you inform that choice um, with as much information as possible and, um, and tr as truthfully as possible as well. There are a lot of programs now um, that are being funded by small grants and what have you that are all about um, finding some of those mentors, some of those role models and, and making them available and accessible. Getting them into schools, um, having them as um, a resource for teachers to draw from. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's quite exciting actually when you, when you see a lot of the things happening. The challenge for schools will be um, to get access to those and know how to use them as effectively as possible 
um, in order to inform their programs. The problem will come if teachers want to continue to do the same curriculum in the same way. So science, it's still the same programs in an uncontextualised way. It's when you start seeing how science in the classroom is being is used and, and as part of it within commu the community and um, within industry that they actually begin to see um, what's possible. Um, and, and I think there really does need to be um, continued governmental support and funding to support teachers in being able to um, access and utilise um, some of those resources in order to redevelop their curriculum. One of the things that we found in the report is that starting early is really important. Um, so that means that um, you think about this in primary school, lower primary actually, um, because uh, the kids develop their understandings about themselves in relation to these different careers and jobs very early on and also in relation to these ways of thinking. Um, but then you don't just have individual experiences, it has to be continuity of experience. And so looking at um, programs or looking at how schools can have exposure to these various role models, ways of thinking, um, why STEM is important in society, all the way through schooling is really important. Now that's going to be a challenge for both primary schools because they are unfamiliar with this area a lot of the time, um, but they're keen to learn. And also in secondary schools, they might be familiar with the curriculum and the knowledge, but often they don't have that industry exposure. Um, and so allowing them to actually experience some of those industries as teachers um, is going to be critical as well. That's all for this episode. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, whether it's more on the research files or our series on behaviour management, school improvement, teaching methods, global education or action research, just visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen acer. The full transcript of this podcast and further information about the study discussed in this episode is available at teachermagazine.com.au. That's where you'll also find the latest articles, videos and infographics for free.